Hello to my friends and welcome to episode 39 of our daily run through Galatians and we are in chapter 5 and we are talking about the works of the flesh and again as I've mentioned numerous times as we've been talking about this for a little bit this is an extremely important part of the scripture a, a theological spiritual reality that we need to be aware of and that is that there is a constant battle going on between our flesh and our spirit our old sinful nature and the new man that we are the uh, the new the new creation in Christ and so he's he's comparing uh, contrasting these two things because i think it's important for us to to be able to recognize the difference. Actually, I know it's important for us to be able to recognize the difference, for us to recognize when we're walking in the spirit or when we're walking in the flesh. It's one of those things we ought to be testing ourselves daily. And and on that note, I think uh, if you haven't already, uh, take the time to to memorize the fruit of the spirit. You know, take the time to memorize. Fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Uh, Faithfulness, self-control. Did I get them all? Let me check. Um, there's nine. So uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I might have left one out the first time. But that that's uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Some people would uh, say that the fruit of the Spirit is love and the others are descriptors of love. We'll talk about that probably when we get there. But those are good things to know, right? Those are good things to know. And, and Because that way you can test your motives, test your actions and say, wait a minute, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Uh, am I motivated by love, joy, peace? You know, is that the fruit of my life? Is that what's coming out of my life? Uh, you know, the, the actions that I take, is this what it's bringing, bringing about is what this, this should be what God's, um, God's spirit dwelling within me brings about in my life. I guess that's a better way of saying it. And so, Am I walking in those things? Am I walking in joy? Am I walking in peace? Am I walking in patience? Am I walking in kindness? Am I walking in goodness? Am I walking in faithfulness? Am I walking in gentleness? Am I walking in self-control? Or am I not? And, and sometimes this is challenging for people because we live in this weird culture where love has been so distorted that people don't even know what it means. They've got this idea that love is feeling good. That love is a feeling. And if love is this emotional feeling, then if I love you, I'm going to want you to feel good. And I'm going to want you to feel accepted. And I'm going to want you to feel uh, important. And I'm going to want you to um, feel uh, affirmed and 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 uh, have that idea in mind that, you know, you're good. You're okay. But if you read the Bible, you find that it's not true at all. You know, because you're not good. You know, you're you're a lost sinner, and, and it doesn't do me any good to tell sinners, uh, you know, that they're good. You know, it doesn't help them. That's not the loving thing to do. Because that that uh, just telling them, oh, you're good. Oh, I want to to approve of what you're doing in your lifestyle, whatever that might be, contrary to the word of God. Well, that's not loving. That's not loving. It's not loving to go march for things that are contrary to what God's word says, because what you're doing is you're putting a stamp of approval on the other end of the spectrum saying, this is good. This is good. It, no, 
No. See, loving people doesn't mean that we approve of what they do. It means that we recognize that they have value, that they're created in the image of God. And our desire ought to be for them that they would come to know him, that they would come to follow him and serve him, and that they're, with their lives, they, they would obey him and that he would be glorified in them. Um, that they would be saved. You know, that's, that's our, that's our desire. And so I have to be very careful, you know, when in political things, for example, you know, it's so easy for us to, to take on issues and, and, uh, you know, stomp our feet and rant and rave and forget like, wait a minute, hold on. Am I loving them according to the word of God? Am I loving them I'm not loving them at all. Am I just ranting? You know, because as a Christian, it's very easy for that to happen for us to become angry and bitter and attack the sinner instead of um, instead of loving the sinner. And again, loving them doesn't mean giving them cuddly hugs and saying you're doing good uh, when they're doing evil, but it's showing the concern for them. And and that's I think oftentimes what what is lost in the church is that we we don't show the concern for the person. We show our disgust for the action. Rather than saying, look, we care about you. I'm concerned about you. It's, you're a, you know, you're a drunk, you're a loser, whatever the thing is, we attack the, the sin. Um, we attack the sinner as the sinner. And it's also oftentimes a misunderstanding um, that we have for people that are not Christians. People that aren't Christians identify themselves greatly by what they do. Let me say that again. They identify themselves greatly by what they do. The things that they do, they often confuse with who they are. And so when we attack what they do, they will take it personally. And so it's important to clarify those things. I'm not attacking you. I care about you. But what you're doing goes against what God's word says. And God knows best, you know. So anyway, it's important for us to know that stuff. It's important for us to recognize these things. And again, um, you might go through these and, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn what the works of the flesh are not that I can do them, but so I can identify when I'm acting that way instead of in a loving way. So anyway, we have two of them we're going to hit today because he says in verse 19, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. We talked about those a while back. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition. So that's, that's where we ended last time. And so the next one is dissensions dissensions. And right along with it is heresies. And the reason I say that those are together, because they have very similar um, ideas behind them. Oftentimes we hear the word heresy, we think of like a false teaching, but that's not really what the word um, meant at the time and how it was used at the time. And we can see that clearly if we look at the Bible and we see how these words are used. So when we talk about dissensions, like what's a dissension? Um, you know, like I think the King James pronounces, uh, uh, interprets it as seditions. Um, but the idea is it's disunity, it's um, division. And we can see this used uh, in Romans 16, verse 17. Uh, Paul says this, now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses. That's the word divisions, dissensions contrary to the doctrine doctrine which you learned and avoid them. So notice the second part. This is this is the thing that again when we have this warped idea of love, we start to get this idea that any disunity is a bad thing. We need to all be unified. But 
if you read what Paul says there, he says, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses. But then he puts in a, a, uh, a condition there, right? He says, contrary to the doctrine which you learned. So he says, look, if they're causing divisions, dissensions, that's contrary to the word of God, contrary to the doctrine I taught you, then avoid them. But if they're causing divisions and dissensions because of the doctrine, right? So if if you come out in a church like Paul does in in uh, what is it, First Corinthians five, where he talks about this man who is having a a sexual relationship with his apparently his stepmother, and Paul says, no, I have nothing to do with this guy. You know, cast him out of the cast him out of the church. Well, that seems like a division or dissension. But what he's saying is, look, this guy doesn't care. He's he's blatantly flaunting this. And you guys think highly of yourselves like you're so accepting. Like, look how accepting we are. We accept this guy. He says, no, no, that's not okay. You What, what unity can light have with darkness, right? What fellowship can light have with darkness? That's that's this warped idea that we get in the strange American um, church idea that love means I accept everything you do, uh, which is again contrary to what God's word says. So that's dissensions, right? Dissensions, those people that are causing division, and and I've seen this a lot. And actually, I deal with this a lot in what I do right now, right? Right currently, I am hiring summer camp counselors. Uh, for the summer of 2023, and I for for the camp where I work, I usually have to hire about 40 people, and I have a series of questions that I ask them, and one of those questions has to do with uh, this idea of divisions and and divisiveness, and and it's really it comes down to and for what I deal with is being able to deal with um, conflict, and when somebody disrespects you or somebody dishonors you or somebody is rude to you, somebody is um, uh, short with you, whatever. Somebody treats you in a way that you don't like. What do you do? What's your response? And so I talk about this with my, my applicants and what I'm pointing them to is to consider their own life and say, how do you respond? What do you do when somebody does that? And without saying it this way, this is what I say. Do you operate in the flesh? Do you, do you create divisions? Right? Do you go around and tell everybody else what so-and-so did to you? Because then you're, you're getting all these people on your side. Or do you explode at them, right? Outbursts of wrath. We talked about that a while ago. Just get, just get angry and you know give them a piece of your mind. Or... Do you find a way to approach them one-on-one to diffuse the situation, to take ownership for your part in whatever may have happened, to ask them if they're okay, to say, hey, what's going on? Are you all right? And, you know, that was out of character for you to, to say that to me. Or did I do something that, that uh, you know, that upset you? And, and oftentimes they'll say, no, 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 it's not you. I'm just having a bad day. And sometimes they'll say, yeah, you, you you treated me like garbage in front of all those people. And you might at that point go like, Oh, well, yikes. I'm sorry. Sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're both wrong. Sometimes it's a misunderstanding. But the whole point is, are you operating in the flesh? Outbursts of wrath causing divisions, 
or are you operating in the spirit? Peace, patience, you know, that kind of thing. Are you, are you trying to, to maintain peace? Are you trying to restore a relationship? So anyway, I was meaning to talk about heresies today, but I guess we'll talk about that next time. God bless you. Talk to you soon.